So, guys, this is the finale of the Q&A series we've been doing. And if you haven't been with us, what we've been doing is going through questions that you you posed to us basically at the beginning of this series, right before the series started. You wrote down some important questions that were important to you that you wanted to have some answers to. And so we went through and um, tried to answer all of them. Uh, hopefully we've done that in a clear way. Um, if you've missed what, uh, what, we've, what we've talked about the last three or four weeks, uh, we have a podcast now and it's on all the channels so you can go and find it um, and just listen to the message from live from here. So and that goes for tonight's as well. Um, so tonight's question is our last one. And uh, we're going to do something special tonight. At the end, as promised, we're going to do a panel up here. So we'll get some chairs and stuff up here. And, and we'll take your questions live right here. And um, so I think that, sh- that should be pretty interesting. Um, and I may need some help from the, from the leaders, and I'll let you know here in a second when we get to that point. But before we get started, um, the question uh, that we wanted to, to go over tonight was, um, how do you hear God's voice, and how do you know it's Him who's speaking to you? Okay, Very good question. Also, very important question for living out your Christian faith, right? Uh, so tonight we're going to talk about how to hear um, and know God's voice in our lives. Um, but before we get started, um, this is a <laughs> I'm going to show you a clip. It's a lame clip. It's kind of old, but like it it depicts what we're trying to um, discuss tonight and the, and the subject of hearing God's voice among everything else that's going on. So let's take a second and uh, watch this clip, and we'll come right back. All right, how many of you guys know what that was from? Smallville. <laughs> so. Most of you guys know what's going on here. Uh, he's trying to distinguish between his father's voice amongst all the noise and stuff. And so I think it goes pretty well with what we're talking about tonight. So the truth is there, there is a lot of noise in our lives. Would you agree? Um, between TV commercials, uh, billboards, you know, ads, people, products, it's hard to discern uh, what we should respond to at times because there's just so much fighting for our attention. Uh, and it's hard to hear God's voice above all the noise if we don't know what to do and how to position ourselves for that. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So there are basically three questions that I want to go over tonight that, that have to do with this main question of how do you hear God's voice and know that it's Him uh, that will help us answer that important question. Uh, the first one is, uh, does God really speak to people? The second one is, if so, how do we know that it's God who's speaking? And then three, how do we position ourselves to better hear the voice of God? So let's unpack it real quick here. Number one, does God really speak to people? Um, so Job, Job 33 tells us that God speaks in a variety of ways. It said that, um, it basically says this, it says God speaks in one way, in two ways, but no one perceives it. In the dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon humans during their slumber on a bed, then he opens people's ears, scares them with warnings to turn them from a deed and to smother human pride. So God is not limited to speaking to us in just one way. Uh, a lot of times you're thinking of God speaking to you as like an audible voice, like you hear my voice right now. Um, that's not his limit of speaking to us. Um, that's also something that you need to understand is don't ever put God in a box for what he can do, okay? Um, he can do it. And we see things with a very limited perspective. Uh, we are bound by laws and, and science and things that we can't escape, uh, but God isn't bound. He's not inside the box. He is outside the box. He created the box and everything around it. He is not limited, and uh, he's omni- omnipotent. He's the most powerful, so he can do all that. And uh, he can do things and speak to us however he chooses to do it, okay? 
So here are some ways that God has spoken before. And when we're, when we're talking about these ways, these are obviously ways that we see him speaking in the Bible, okay? Uh, first of all, is through, he spoke through a burning bush. That's with Moses, right? He spoke through a cloud. He often spoke through angels, for example, to Mary, to many other people, spoke through angels. Um, he did it through an audible voice, okay, like you're hearing me now. He did that with Saul on the road, you know. He said, Saul, why are you persecuting me? You know, right on the road, and he saw a bright light, and he heard his voice very clearly. The people who were with him did not hear the voice, so, so that's kind of key. Uh, he also spoke through the prophets. Uh, we have those words written in the Bible. That's, that's the, the prophets of the Bible in the Old Testament that were written of things that were to come. So we know it was from God because Jesus fulfilled every bit of that prophecy on his life here. Uh, he spoke through dreams, like for Joseph. Uh, Joseph was a dreamer, and God spoke to him through dreams, so that's another way. Uh, he even spoke through a donkey, okay? The donkey actually spoke, and that's found in, that's an interesting story. If you want to check that out, it's in Numbers 22. Um, <clears throat> so those are some ways that God has spoken before, and there are many ways that he can speak to us, and there are other ways besides these listed here, but these are some common ways that you can go look up right now and find in the Word of God. These are real people. This is a historical uh, context of what happened. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to look at three common ways that God speaks to us, okay? First way is that God speaks through the Bible. And this is probably the most, uh, typically the number one way he speaks to us, the most common way. Second Timothy 3, uh, 16 and 17 says, uh, All scriptures God breathed is useful for teaching, for rebuking, um, like calling you out, for correcting, um, training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the Bible, again, is typically the number one way that God will speak to us. Um, and as you, as you begin to read the Word of God, the Bible, God will uh, begin to speak to you. He'll begin to give you comfort, you, uh, give you comfort and He'll begin to guide you. Uh, he'll instruct you, your heart. You'll, you'll, you'll feel His voice in your heart as you begin to, uh, to read the Word, and He'll help you as you get those words in your heart. And, and one thing you might say, you might say, well, God never speaks to me. You know, He, he doesn't speak to me, okay? Maybe that's a story for a lot of you. Um, one question you can ask yourself that goes along with this first point, this common way that God speaks to us is, if, if you're saying God never speaks to me, then ask yourself the question, am I reading his word? Am I reading the Bible? The Bible is called the word of God, okay? That's a good way that he speaks to us through word, like we talk with words to other people. That is one of the most common ways that God has given us uh, his voice. Um, every car has an owner's manual that comes with it. Unless you buy a beater and they didn't have it, and then they lost the owner's manual and the title, then you're in trouble if you get pulled over. But it's the designer's instructions on how that vehicle is intended to be um, used and how that vehicle is intended to be maintained. It shows you how to take care of it. Um, and that's what the Bible does. It's the owner's manual for life, designed to teach you how to take care of your life, how to live. And it's one way that God speaks to us. So the first way is, uh, is his word. Read his word through the Bible, and you hear his voice there. Guaranteed if you read his word. Number two, uh, God speaks through other believers, okay? <clears throat> God put special people in the church to teach us, to instruct us, to call us out sometimes, to, to correct us, to train us, just like it said in 2 Timothy in that verse. Um, Ephesians 4, 11, 12 says, So Christ gave uh, himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ might be built up. Other people should be allowed to speak into your life, and God speaks through other people so that it builds you up. It's not to tear you down, okay? Some people will speak to tear you down, but 
if they're a believer, they should be speaking to you to build you up. Have you ever been in a church service and felt like God was speaking directly to you? Like the, the person was speaking, but what he was saying was just like, he read my mail, you know? They know exactly what they were, you know, God knows exactly what you need to hear at that time. And God speaks through pastors and teachers and through songs and worship, just like what we just had. Sometimes you'll be in worship and you'll feel the presence of God. You'll feel the peace of God. Uh, maybe uh, sometimes the response is different. Sometimes it's laughter. Sometimes someone might get pretty excited and shout. Someone might lift their hands. Uh, you might feel emotional at times. Um, God speaks and influences us in our hearts in different ways. And, but, uh, but God also speaks through fellow Christians as well. Uh, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Um, a, a lot of times God will just use another person to speak to you. Um, uh, I've heard a lot of times that uh, sometimes people have felt like the Lord wanted them to say something to someone, um, but they didn't know why. And when they did, that person like either just broke down crying or they were just totally blessed by what was said um, or relieved or maybe it was an answer to a prayer that they've been praying for, for for a really long time. And that's because God used them, spoke to their hearts to speak to that person. And uh, so God speaks through his people, too. So God speaks through other believers. Uh, the third thing is uh, God speaks through direct thoughts. Um, John fourteen twenty six says this. It says, but the advocate, that's a person who's for you, right? Is on your side, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. How did we get the Holy Spirit? By believing in Christ, right? When we believed in Christ, the Holy Spirit came to live inside of us, okay? So you have the Holy Spirit if you've believed. So the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. You can read God's Word, and you don't have to memorize everything that's in there. That's the cool part about this verse. It says that the, the Holy Spirit will remind you of anything that's been said in the Word. And that is another purpose of the Holy Spirit in us when we receive Christ is to remind us of what Jesus has said and to, to help us remember the things that he's taught us. Um, this means that he'll bring Scripture back to you or teaching that you've heard back to your memory, and he'll do it in the perfect timing, too. And that's what's really cool about it, too. Um, God gives us ideas. He gives us hunches. He gives us insights. Uh, some of the best ideas you've had weren't your own ideas. You know, that's God speaking in your heart. Um, and he's interested in all the details of your life. Um, so he gives you um, direction through direct, direct thoughts, and he speaks to you that way. Um, now, this doesn't mean that all your thoughts come from God, okay? Um, the enemy can speak to us as well, right? And he can put things in our mind, too. And uh, that's why it's so important for us to put God's word, like, like we were talking about, he speaks through his word, the first one, put God's word into our minds above all else, above anything else, and having that ability to discern who is speaking to us, okay? Because when we have God's word, we have his truth. We have the things that he said to us that, that, that are true, that are real, that are right. And the enemy is very good at using a little bit of truth to deceive us into thinking that uh, what he's telling us is completely true by using a little bit of truth. So we recognize the truth, and we're like, this is recognizable, um, but we need that discernment, and that discernment comes from God. It comes from the Word when we read the Word. Um, another, another place that's really dangerous is isolation. If we isolate ourselves from other people, if we isolate ourselves, um, and you may be around people all the time, and you can still isolate yourself, that is a great place the enemy likes to work 
in, in your life. And it is a place that he will take advantage of if you allow it. Because it's a place that he can get you into darkness. And if he gets you into darkness and can isolate you in that darkness, in that place, then he can play tricks on you and have his way with you as long as he wants. You know, it's, it's, very, it's very important that we stay connected to people as well. And that's why that second point was so important, that we, we connect with other people so that they can speak to us as well. If we leave space for the enemy to speak, though, uh, he'll be sure to get a foot in the door. And uh, so we have to fill ourselves with what God says in his word. Uh, Philippians 4.8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent, if anything is praiseworthy, think about those things. God wants us to have the mind of Christ, right? Those are the things he wants us to think about. If, we're, if you're all the time thinking about worrying about what will happen next, worrying about, oh, but this could happen or this could, that's not the mind of Christ. Okay? He wants us to think on the things that are pure, lovely, admirable, right, noble, true, you know, uplifting, things that are heavenly thoughts, not things that are earthly thoughts, you know, because we've been bought by him. Now, now we can think with his mind because he's given us his mind through the Holy Spirit who now lives in us. But we have to yield to the Holy Spirit to allow him to do that. Okay, so we have the, the mind of Christ. And he wants us to um, to use that as well. So next question. So this is, those are three common ways that God speaks to us. Next question is, how do you know it's God who's speaking to us? This is a really good question, too. I'm sure it's a question you've wondered about. I wondered about the same thing. So you think I think you need to ask yourself some questions at this point. Um, these aren't all the questions you need to ask, but um, these are probably some of the main ones that you need to ask. Um, the first question you need to ask yourself to find out uh, if, if it's God speaking to you or not is, does it agree with what the Bible says? Again, if you're connected with the Word, if you're reading the Word, then you have that in your heart now. And then what you can do is, when you hear a voice, you can compare it to what the Bible says. It says in Luke 21, 33, heaven and earth will pass away, but words will never, never pass away. Whatever you hear, weigh it against what the Bible says. If it lines up with the truth from the word of God, you can trust it's him. All right. Okay, that's the trust that he's given us. If it doesn't line up with the Bible, then most likely you need to toss it aside. Now, that can be practical, practical advice that people give you that doesn't come from the Bible. But that's where discernment comes in. And, and so we talked about this recently. So, does it agree with what the Bible says? That's the first part. The second thing is, does it make me more like Christ? Okay? Uh, Philippians 2, 3-5 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Again, you go back to what the Bible says here. Um, is it a selfish thought, a selfish voice? Does it glorify God, what's being said? You know, and, and you really have to have discernment to, to figure that out. And sometimes it takes some time, you know, uh, praying. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit of what that looks like. So does it make you more like Christ? So does it agree with what the Bible says? Does it make you more like Christ? And third, um, do, do I sense God's peace? Okay. First uh, Corinthians 14, God is not the author of confusion. He's God of peace. Okay. He's not a God of disorder. Okay. There may be a lot of times when you have a uh, decision to make and you feel uneasy about that decision or confused about which way to go. Uh, take the time to pray and ask God to clarify what's going on to you because God is the ultimate interpreter, okay? Uh, we're about to go to Honduras next week for a mission trip. While we're there, we don't speak the language, but we're going to have interpreters. If we try to do it on our own and try to understand things, there's going to be a lot of misunderstandings, a lot of 
bad things could happen potentially, right? We have interpreters with us. That's kind of how the Holy Spirit is with us. He will interpret what's going on, okay? So <clears throat> uh, remember that, that that's the Holy Spirit who does that, who brings the peace to us. Um, and if you can continue to do this, um, God, uh, in the Bible, it's called uh, pressing in. You'll see some versions like pressing in. He'll answer you, and, and you'll know, you know what choice to make there. Um, so, and you'll also be able to feel God's peace at that point. So a lot of things to consider there, okay? There's, there's the three things. Basically, does it, agree with, does it agree with what the Bible says? Does it make me more like Christ? Do I sense God's peace? Sometimes you have to go back to one of the first things, and that is the common ways that God speaks to people. You've got to reach out to someone who is more mature than you in the faith, someone who um, has already walked that road before, maybe. Um, someone you look up to, maybe as a mentor or a leader or somewhere, maybe in the church or something like that. Uh, it could be someone in your family. Uh, it could be a grandparent. It could be something like that. Who knows? But sometimes it means going back to them to find out and get some direction as well. But don't take anyone's word for it except the word of God and the Holy Spirit speaking to you because he will speak to you, okay? All right, the last thing is this. How do we position ourselves to hear God better? Okay, so this is kind of cool. Imagine you're camping in a remote place. Who likes to go camping? Yeah, camping. So you're outside, you're in the tent, you're under the stars, but you can't see them because you're in the tent. And everything has settled down, right? You know you're, you know, that kind of sigh before you're like, oh, I'm comfortable, you know. And you're on the, not really a very comfortable pillow maybe, but you've settled down, you're lying there in your sleeping bag. And things usually get pretty quiet when you're camping, right? Like if you go somewhere remote enough, you know, it can be really quiet. And so you begin to hear sounds you don't normally notice, right? The crickets. Insert cricket sound there. Um, like bugs, owls, howling from a wild coyote maybe. Footsteps of a raccoon, you know. Maybe there's a, a water stream next to you flowing. Sasquatch, I don't know, something. If you hear a Sasquatch, knock on the tree, answer back, and he won't bother you. That's not true. Um, the fact is, <laughs> weigh that. So the fact is, the reason you hear these different sounds now, uh, opposed to normal life, like the hustle and bustle and everything, is that you've positioned yourself to do so. You're in a quiet place. You've settled down. You've kind of gotten to a relaxed and you're able to hear what's going on around you. There's a lot of noise in our lives, you know, like that first clip showed. In the course of a normal day, you're generally exposed to a lot of noise. Um, you know, going in your house, the TV's blaring, your noise of your car driving down the road when you're in school, your teachers and friends talking to you, maybe yelling at you, uh, noise in the hall, uh, maybe your, your siblings are yelling at you, uh, ball games, cheering, shouting, whistling, horns, annoying horns, you know, uh, Sometimes we have a hard time being quiet. I'm just going to leave it at that. We just have a hard time being quiet, you know. But we have an even more hard time being quiet before God. We're always, you know, asking Him for things or telling Him what we need, which is okay. But some, sometimes it's really good to let Him speak to you, to allow Him to speak to you. God wants to speak to you. He longs to speak with you. And one of the best ways that we can do this and better hear his voice is when we, we put ourselves in a position to do so. So what does that look like? So first of all, prayer is a great place to start, okay? Because it should get you in a posture of, okay, close your eyes, you know, shutting everything else out 
and you're going to ask God, you know, you're going to pray. And I'm going to show you what that could look like. Find a quiet place. Uh, this is just some examples, really. Uh, find a qu- quiet place to spend a few minutes each day. And you can spend an hour with him. You can spend two hours if you have it. Whatever time you can spend, though, is in- incredibly important to spend with him. Find a quiet place. Spend a few minutes each day with, with God. Take your Bible. Just be silent for a minute. And just pray and just ask the Lord to speak to your heart. Before you open your Bible, you might consider praying something like this. Father, I ask that you speak to me. I pray I would recognize your voice. I pray that I'll be receptive to what you have to say to me. And then just wait. Just wait on him. And just start being thankful to him. You can start with thanks. It's a great place to start. Open your Bible, and he will speak to you, okay? But you've got to make time, and you've got to give time uh, to God to speak to you, okay? And that's basically a very summarized version of, of how to hear God. And But if you have questions about this... Um, Please ask us, like, like all the other questions, if you have further questions or, you know, a situation, particular circumstance of your own life that you're not really sure about, and you, you're feeling like it's a hard time to hear God and what's going on and you're confused, that's okay. But just ask someone, you know, come to someone, kind of like that, that second step.